This is BeatStars Gurus, the music marketing podcast for ambitious musicians. It's powered by BeatStars, the easiest way to sell beats, songs, albums, and keep 100% of your sales. To start selling for free today, visit BeatStars.com. Hey music makers, my name is Abe and I'm the host of the BeatStars Gurus podcast. Each week we put out podcast interviews with successful musicians, experts, and entrepreneurs that will help inspire, motivate, and give you tips to increase your sales, traffic on your BeatStars store so you can live the life that you dream of having. And this week we sit down with DJ, producer, entrepreneur, Cam Taylor, who's based in Houston, Texas. He shares with us how he built his online business in just four short months, as well as how he finds inspiration to take his sound to the next level, and how working with other artists locally in town has changed his whole mentality. What's up, everybody? It's Abe, and this is the BeatStars Gurus Podcast, and today we're sitting down with a special guest. Finally, we talked to someone down south in Houston, Texas, <laughs> the one and only Cam Taylor. How you doing, man? Doing great, brother. How's it going with you, man? Hey, man, I'm, I'm real excited. I'm real excited to talk to you because, you know, we, uh, we bumped into each other at South by Southwest, and, you know, and I've been following along with your uh, your career, and it's just been really exciting, man, to, to just kind of watch you progress. Oh, yeah. It, it's been crazy. It's been, it's been a whirlwind real quick, um, and, you know, especially thanks to you guys. Oh, no, nah, man. It's, uh, it always starts with, with great music, but uh, but I'm, I must say, you know, I I really don't know too much about you, and I really tried to do some, some research on you and try to see, um, you know, get some more information about you, but all I know, other than that you make really, really dope music and that you're making a killing on BeatStars, for those that don't know you and don't know um, much about you, please, you know, give us some background on yourself and, and tell us a little bit how you got started in making music. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, the, the way I really got started was I, I waddled around with it, a, you know, a bunch when I was in my young teens. And um, it was when I was a freshman in high school, I had a football injury. And after that, I mean... I'm a, I'm a short guy. I wasn't going to play anyway. So got, got that injury. I was like, all right, it's, it's time to switch it up. And um, that's really when I picked up the music full time because I needed, you know, really something to do. And, you know, it just kind of blossomed from there. And I, I would never have imagined it grow into what it has. And so, I mean, it started off, you know, FL Studio, the mic, cheapo mic plugged, you know, into the back of the computer directly no clue what i was doing with music no keyboard anything and and you know to be sitting here and i've got this you know studio here in front of me today it, it's unreal that's awesome man i mean i'm sure um you know it didn't happen overnight and i'm sure you you really had to you know especially just just hearing the quality in your music you you spent countless hours probably you know practicing perfecting your craft um how many how many years did you say you you know you've kind of been doing this actively? Actively, I mean, I'm 27 now, and I really started flipping um, beats and everything real seriously back when I was around 17. Mm -hmm. And you know, I as soon as I graduated high school, I kind of I took a different route, you know, than the rest of my siblings and everybody. And so you know, instead of doing straight into college, I, I took the leap of faith and went directly out to Los Angeles. And one of the things that actually helped prompt that move was before 
you know, I, I was really had much going on with the music. I did a bunch of acting. So um, mm. lots of people have seen a bunch of the commercials and stuff that I've done. Um, one of the big campaigns. Wait, wait, hold on. Was- hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You said, you said acting. So <laughs> I, I just recently yeah. mo- moved to Texas, right? And I had, I, had yeah. a, I had a really good burger from a place called Whataburger. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Do you know, do you by any chance know anything about Whataburger? I, I know a whole bunch about Whataburger. I, and I, <laughs> I, I, my buddies always mess around because I always use the word partial. So I, I, I'm partial to the Whataburger. And um, and that was because when, when right, right as I was graduating, I landed a huge commercial campaign with those guys. So I, I was the te- 99 cent taquito kid. And then they called me the new guy. And um, so... <laughs> It, that, that was pretty sweet because it, it got me into the um, Screen Actors Guild and a bunch of other stuff. So that that's really what what helped drive that and you know supply the money to be able to make the move yeah, and that's, you know that's, really that's, kick the music up a notch. Yeah, that's really dope, man. Yeah, I was just you know of course being a troll, going <laughs> go, go, going on your YouTube channel. And um and I saw and I saw that commercial and I was like you know what I think I've seen this commercial before and you did a hell of a job man you did a hell of a job with that one you really sold the the confused like intern kind of <laughs> yeah so I, I've had all kinds of you know little random comments throughout the years and um all, cool. all different little tricks up tricks up my sleeve I guess cool what else is, so so what other what other uh, stuff have you worked on in kind of like the acting world. Oh, it was- one of the other ones, um, I mean, this was years ago, was a Nerf commercial. And that was one of the first things. And we shot that up in Dallas at uh, the basketball stadium. Okay. So, I mean, that that was off the chain. I was, I was, I think, 15 years old at the time because I, I couldn't drive. My mom had to drive me up there and sit, sit on set with me. And um, so I'm 15 years old. I had the, my own little trailer. I, I felt like a daggum superstar. <laughs> Yo, that is. But hey, hey. I love it, man. I love it. So, so you got to tell me, like, how did you, uh, how did you kind of get get involved in, in getting your name out to want to like do do uh, gigs like that? It, was that something your parents kind of pushed you to do, or was there like an agent no, lo- I, locally? Yeah, no, not not at all. That's that's weird because no one in like my direct family, like around me, mm-hmm. um, ever really did anything with the music or the acting, and. Um, I did. I, the person who did, and I, I, uh, it's unfortunate I didn't get to know him very well. Was but the, my grandfather on my dad's side. Mm-hmm. He, um, he was a musician, and so I, I've heard all the stories. And my, my dad actually, he has some of his old school pictures from back in the day because he used to play with all the Texas country artists and um, mm-hmm. country artists. You know, back in the, I guess it was the seventies, sixties, and everything. So awesome. it, it's in the bloodline, but I, I really did could just come completely left field. From everybody else. No, but my my main my main question was really just like, okay, you're 15 years old, or you were how old when you first did your first like kind of acting gig? Was it was that 15? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that would be all right. So so 15 years old, you're you're in high school. You're probably just thinking about girls and 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 you know what you're gonna do next with your friends after school, right? And so, how was a 15 year old thinking about going and grabbing? you know, that side of, you know, the like, how did you go about getting and landing those gigs? Like, was that something you did online or you just made some phone calls? Like, how did you go about that? Yeah, see, I I was, I guess I'm a, I was a weird kid, I guess, because versus being out, wanting to hit the parties out on the Friday nights 
you know, do everything big. I was, you know, making cold calls out to radio stations. I was cold uh-huh. calling um, agencies. That's mm-hmm. that's what I did. You know, why why my buddies are watching ESPN, <laughs> I'm online trying to hunt down A&Rs. Um, <laughs> dope, dope. And I, I don't know where, why that, that it's just what what I did. And it, it's been like that ever since. Like, you know, I got my buddies. I'm from I'm from Texas. They're all about trucks and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. Well, right. I'm over here. How the heck does a compressor work at mm-hmm. 15? Mm-hmm. That's what I was doing. I mean, I, I fell in love with the music. I fell in love with the acting. I just fell in love with entertainment. Dope. And, and you know, that's what led to it. Got it. Yeah, I, I can totally feel it, man. And now talking to you again, you know, when, when we bumped into each other this year at South by Southwest, uh, here in Austin, my, 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 my first impression, I was like, yo, this dude it has some, some really cool energy, man. He's really positive, and you, you seem like a people person. So do you feel that when running your own music business online and offline, is it important to have an approachable personality for your, for your customers? Do you think it's important for you to have return business? I mean, is it something that you just naturally do or you know, kind of really consciously set yourself out to be, you know, a people person. No, I, I mean, I think that's one thing that I think a lot of people don't realize is that music is business. Um, you know, whether you're a producer or you work in sales for a Fortune 500 company, mm-hmm. you definitely, you've got to be approachable. You have to put yourself out there that way because those are your clients. I mean, you, you've got to, you know, be willing to go the extra mile to continue to get that return business. Because otherwise, you're always going to be hunting for something new. And that is the w- hardest part of doing anything, any type of job. The more repeat business you can generate by really catering to your customers and the artists that are buying your material. Mm-hmm. I mean, for us as producers, I think the biggest honor is to be able to create something and then have somebody want to buy that. Mm-hmm. And then for them to keep coming back for more, that's huge. Mm-hmm. And and. That's how I feel more producers need to approach stuff. Because I've had many artists tell me personally mm-hmm. that they're shocked at how I actually handle them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I'll let them call me up, discuss different material. You know, what are they looking for? What would they like me to create? Right. So I'm constantly doing it for the people, doing it for the artist. And um, you're really like a chef. I, you're really like an executive chef at a restaurant. You know exactly. Mm-hmm. You're cooking. What 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 do you want? What do you want me to create? I'll sit down and create something on my own. But what what are the what are the artists looking for? What do people want? Just cater to them. Yeah, and and that that is one one trait I think. You know, being around producers for so many years now, and just kind of seeing this whole industry evolve, especially online. What kills me the most about a lot of producers is how non personable they are, and how seclusive, and how kind of like you know very. Um, very to themselves they are um and it, it absolutely it, and it kills me because you know some of the some of these guys in music is a is amazing some of these guys music is just like crazy right but because they're so just not very approachable you get kind of turned off to do work with them do business with them um so i'm yeah. really i'm really happy i'm really happy that you um really adopted that mentality as you know hey this is my business i have to take pride in my business this is you know whatever it is i'm selling you know i have i'm the face of this business and if people cannot um you know relate with me and work with me and connect with me then 
you know, this is this business is not going to grow. Oh, I mean, exactly. And I, I have I, I've had artists actually write me, you know, complete strangers mm -hmm. and just say, you know, man, I appreciate how fast you've gotten back to me. And um, they're like, uh, we've reached out to other people. It's taken them two weeks to, to just shoot me a simple email back. Right. And, you know, be quick to respond. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to me that I'm telling you that it's exciting. It's, it's an honor. You know, I don't care if you're buying a $20 lease or, you know, paying me a grand for exclusive rights. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. You know, you're going to get the same treatment. Yeah, man, that's that is awesome. I really hope everyone hears this and, you know, adopts it because it's um, it's how every business should be run. But uh, yeah, I mean, so, OK, how you were saying how, um, you know, let's let's go back to the actual core of this discussion which is your music you know you're you're really when i listen to your music man you have a mix of hip-hop you have a mix of pop edm you really kind of mesh a lot of different genres into one and it sounds <laughs> but it sounds very commercial and very today right it sounds very today yeah how, how do you how do you how do you i mean do you spend time listening to current music charts like on spotify or billboard or whatever it is just listening to like music charts and kind of gauging what's what is really hot right now is that something you do 100 percent. yeah yeah i i will dig into the every subgenre that gets released whether it's future bass tropical house deep house future house i will dissect everything that i'm listening to because i i i love how music is constantly evolving mm. and to be able to evolve with it that's what you're hearing because I'm taking something that I've done for years and just adding a new little flair to it. Like, um, for example, Flume, super hot right now. San Holo, super hot. I just did a, a new beat called Space City. And on that one, that's what a big part of that influence came in from. Um, I had this crazy gated synth and I modulated. So I, I just put the LFOs on it and, you know, I'm modulating the gate, the mm. speed, the width of the gate. And that's where that comes from. So when you're hearing this blend with this commercial sound, it's because, yes, yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. Mm. I am, you know, exploring. And I'm constantly trying to find something new, something fresh before mm. it hits. Right, right. That's very interesting to, to really go in and kind of dissect the subgenres of a main genre. Because, I mean, not too long ago, I mean, literally 10 years ago, no one was listening to EDM, right? No. Like there, I, no, I, not at all. I, I used to remember. I used to work at a. I used to work at a major distributor in San Francisco, and all we sold was EDM music. And dude, life was tough. <laughs> and life was tough because because it was only something that was really kind of adopted in Europe and things like that. You know, so so paying attention to these subgenres that may eventually become its own genre. I think that's that's a very smart very smart strategy. Um, yeah, and yeah. I. I, I feel like the more you hone in on that, that's where the influence is going to come from. Mm -hmm. And that, that's that's where I've always really tried to focus my energy. Because especially lately, um, you can hear a lot of the tropical house element. Mm -hmm. I, well, I was on that for a long time before Chigo and all of them started popping up. Right. And so, I mean, to be able to stay ahead of the curve mm -hmm. and to where you're becoming more of a, a leader versus a follower. Right. I, is, is huge. I mean, there's nothing wrong, in, in my opinion, with dropping the Metro Boomin type beat. Right. Um, I right. mean, I do it myself because people want it. Mm -hmm. But 
to be able to hone in and create something of your own that is the separator for us as producers. And that's where I get a lot of these clients from because they hear it, they can hear the influence, and they they want that because right. they know they stand out. And that's why I will put these exclusives like I do. Yeah, man, it's it's crazy. You sell a lot of exclusives, and um, and and for thousands of dollars, like you're 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 consistently selling non-exclusives. You're consistently selling exclusives. Um, Generating a very very nice income stream for yourself, man. How how I mean, how long have you been selling online? Is this something that that's pretty new for you, or have you been have been been kind of doing this for a while? No, see that's what's crazy. I had first gotten on BeatStars is probably about a year and a half ago, and I didn't really push much online. Um, and the only reason for that is I do got a lot of artists here in Houston that I work with. Right. Especially real heavy with the Christian hip hop community down here. It's it's huge in Houston. Right. Um, right. And so a, a lot of the beats, you know, I'm constantly selling. Well, I decided, you know, finally, let me really put, you know, see what can happen and see if I push this stuff out online, what will happen. Right. And um, it it just in just a span of a few short months. I mean, I've really been pushing online for four months now. And in that's that span, that's how fast it's happened. Wow. And that's nuts. It, it, it shocked me. And I, I can remember that, you know, one weekend I started, the sales started flowing. And I mean, I was absolutely stunned. I, I it, it blew me away. You know, Yo, it's, it's crazy, man. You know, we, we, you know, us as a team, we have a marketing meeting every, every week, right? We go through and we see what's, you know, some of the, you know, some of the, who's, who are some of the new members that jump on board. And yeah, this is probably right before we met, that you, 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 you saw me at Sound, um, uh, at South By. You were just, you saw yeah. me, you saw me like, hey, what's up? And, and I was like, oh, wow. I was just digging into your catalog, like literally like a week before. It's kind of crazy how, yeah. it's kind of crazy yeah, it how stuff, how, how stuff like that works, you know? Um, yeah, it blew my mind because, yeah, just a few days before that, it was um, that Saturday, you guys had hit me up, mm-hmm. and we're like, hey, you, you're killing it right now. You know, expect you know some extra extra, extra push and support. Right. And I mean, that, that in itself, I, I'm sure you saw it. I was a, it, immediately Instagramming it, just blown away, and just over the top, like, wow, seriously? Mm-hmm. Me, mm-hmm. of all people? And, um, yeah. you know, but that, that's... That, it's... It's unreal. Yeah, that's what we and do. I- Yo, that's literally what we do. We don't like, you know, that's my old A&R antennas, right? From back in the day, <laughs> right? My, I, I, we, we have like, it's an obsession. It's an obsession that we have to find the next, you know, big producer on the platform. And we literally are finding them on a daily basis. And we're so lucky to have found you and your music and started reposting your stuff and getting behind your stuff, man. It's um, it's been really, really fun, fun, you know, really kind of seeing your whole career grow. I didn't know it was four months, dude. That is pretty, yeah. yeah that's pretty nuts, man. Um, that's pretty nuts. All right, so let's yeah, let's let's get back to kind of uh, <laughs> let's get back to kind of where where you are kind of prior to this. You were saying that you were working a lot. In the in the Christian you know hip hop scene, which has just exploded, right? It's it's so it's so crazy how you, if you you know every few months you'll go to the iTunes charts and you'll just see this this artist that you've never heard of 
just dominate number one for like four or five weeks. And it turns out it's a Christian hip hop artist like Lecrae or someone else that from that genre that just dominates, right? Oh, the support. Yeah, I mean, the, it's unreal. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Um, one of the artists I've worked with a ton, his name's Von Juan. Mm-hmm. Um, and Von, man, you know, they'll, they'll go out and put out a record. You know, nobody listening to this podcast is going to be like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. Right. No, dude puts up a, a, a an album, and the next thing you know, they're they're sitting number 20 on the hip-hop chart. It's like, what? Yep. An album sales. I mean, it, it's un-flipping real. And it's, it, it's like its own, own little just, mm-hmm. wow. It's not little. It's not little. No. By yeah. no means. Yeah, no, it's, um, that once again, it's a testament to kind of finding out, you know, what are what are some of these trending subgenres in music and, and kind of gravitating towards them and collaborating with them. And there's this one artist, man, that you, you posted on your Facebook just, just a couple days ago, Austin Lanier. Is that his name? Lanier? Austin Lanier. That Lanier. dude is an absolute monster. Yo, and, he, yo, uh, he's, he's, he's yeah, we're calling it right now. He's going to blow up. That's, you know, that, yeah. that that's, that's happening. Um, if you haven't checked out that, I need to send you guys to SoundCloud. It, mm. It's the dude, Vaughn was actually the one that connected us to. Okay. And I kind of, because I, he, he's a young cat. He's from he's from Virginia. And so when we first connected, I had produced a beat. Mm-hmm. And um, Vaughn sent it over to him. And he drops this verse on it. And it was unlike anything mm. I have ever heard from anyone. Mm-hmm. Dude was coming in the weirdest pentameters, spitting the hardest bars, and I'm like, "Who the heck is this cat?" Right. I remember I was sitting in the in the car with my dad, mm-hmm. and um, I turned it on, and even my pops turns around, he's like, "Yo, play that again." <laughs> and I mean, cat is unreal, and so I really I, I've teamed up with him, you know, kind of exclusively doing production and everything for him, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, this cat, he he real deal monster. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I had to watch the video a couple times too, man. And he, and I, and I checked out, I checked out another one of his uh, videos that I don't think you produced, but it, it, but the one that you did produce, like, whoa, you know, really, and you had a cameo in it, of course, you're looking great. You were doing your thing. And, Came um, on the beat, got him <laughs> and, and the song, song is really starting to take off on, um, on Facebook. Yo, how, how was the process making that track with, um, with Austin and, and of course, you know, it was, you know, it was a real positive track. I really liked it, man. It's like an, an ode to all the moms out there. And um, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah so, yeah, so I mean So how did you guys make it? How did you guys get together from A to Z? I want to hear that story. That one is probably one of the, the dopest scenarios. Um so I was talking to Austin, I was kind of explaining to him about, you know, online marketing, you know, how to drive, you know, people to your music. And one of the, the ways that I had found that w- had worked for me in the past was doing covers and remixing, and but taking it and doing it from scratch. And so I had spent a Friday night, you know, really breaking all that down to him and explaining it. And like I said earlier, dudes from Virginia, and um, I stay out here in Cypress, Texas. It's a, it's a, I mean, it's a nice area. And so I was taking him around, just kind of showing him the city. And he was just absolutely mind blown by, you know, some of these homes in the these neighborhoods out here. He hadn't seen anything like it before. And so I was, you know, like letting him check out these mansions and stuff. And we're literally driving around. He hops on FaceTime with his mom and, and the old dude is sitting there. And, you know, I, 
I'm cracking up because he's just cheesing so stoked that he's like in front of these homes. Mm -hmm. I'm cracking up like you're window shopping to the max right now, bro. But <laughs> <laughs> but he, he's, he's sitting there on FaceTime with his mom and he's like, you know, telling her, I'm going to get you one of these homes one day. You deserve this. And she's sitting there on the other end. No, nah, I just need a cottage. I just need a cottage. That's, you know, that's too much. Mm -hmm. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, they're going back and forth. And, you know, I, I was, I'm just sitting over there just cheesing, cracking up at this conversation. Right. And um, we pull back up, you know, to the studio. And as we're sitting there, he, you know, we're, we start kind of discussing his music again. And he tells me, I, I keep saying like, whoa, in my music. And he's like, I keep sitting there just like, I keep saying it. Like, whoa, like, whoa, like, whoa. And if you listen to his music, he does say it. It's kind of like his little catchphrase. Mm -hmm. And then the track, Work From Home by Fifth Harmony pops up on the radio. And he happened to say it in time with Work From Home. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yo, say that again. <laughs> and he was like, huh? And it was because the way he said it lined up perfectly with those with those lyrics and the melody. And so we immediately, I came up into the studio and I just hammered that track out and recreated it, you know, within about 30 minutes. And oh boy, I told him, write something. Just you go downstairs and write. Here's the track. Just do your thing. 30 minutes later, dude has that song written. And it was everything that we had just done. And that... That's why the song was about his mother and buying her the home and life being like, whoa. I was like, dude, you're a monster. Absolute mm. monster. Yeah, that's crazy. That is a really, really crazy story. I love, I love, I love hearing stories of just like times where creativity just sparks, man, and it just kind of lines up. The universe just lines up and the track is really dope. Tell, tell his ass. I shouldn't probably curse at him, but he's a Christian hip hop artist. <laughs> but but tell his ass to get on Beat Stars so we can repost his music and kind of kick off that boy's career because he is uh, he's something else. Oh, dude, dude, he is. And I, I mean that's that's how I am. I want to see these cats make it. Um, I, and you know I would love to be a driving force behind them, and um, you know just be able to be part of the magic. But I'm I'm the same way as you guys. It's it's almost like an A and R instinct. Like, you just want to work with talented people. And to have talented people hop on your music, that is one of the dopest things, in my opinion, that there is. To watch that magic get created from something that you sit down with, you, with your brain and you're just, you know, just let something happen. And then to have a whole other genius come on top of it and, you know, create this whole combination of greatness, it's phenomenal. Yeah, man, it's it's really cool, man. I bet I bet it definitely like gets your juices pumping and gets you kind of like trying to elevate elevate your music to the, to a whole different level. Now, speaking oh, speaking 100%. of yeah, speaking of elevating your music, man, uh, um, what what software do you produce in primarily? Man, I'd say about ninety percent is uh -huh. going to be all out of FL Studio. Okay, and then. And um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and and what what you know what are you doing? Um, you know, because I know every producer kind of has their their routine in making sure that their catalog of sounds is is you know up to, up to date and plugins and things like that. H how much time do you spend like on a weekly basis, just kind of collecting stuff for your next sessions and things like that? Oh my goodness. <laughs> 
it, it's it's a it's like a darn addiction. Um, I mean, just constantly just hunting libraries, hunting, hunting for presets, hunting for sounds, creating my own. Um, what's hilarious is nine times out of ten, I'm actually pulling sounds from the the, the three. I'm probably gonna say it wrong, so hopefully everybody doesn't not me. But that three X oscillator inside of FL, the most basic darn thing there is. That thing is responsible for a ton of the sounds in my tracks. And um, and then another huge one has got to be Nexus. And I, I see people knock on it a lot. But for me, the quicker you can create and have something solid and ready to go at your fingertips, the better. The, the more music and the faster I can get my ideas out. Um, you know, there's, there's times I'll sit there and create, you know, the sounds from scratch out of silence or whatnot or masses. But to be able to just pull something and just hammer it out, that helps me just keep my workflow that much faster and that much more productive. And I think a lot of that stigma for producers halts them because I've, you know, I'll, I'll be real quick to go hunt down some, you know, really dope sample packs, you know, fi find a loop to get me inspired. And it's funny because I tell people that, and you know, they'll, they'll kind of frown upon it, but. It, to me, that keeps you you fresh, keeps your brain flowing. And, you know, that's, that's what's worked solid for me since day one. Right. No, I, I, can, I can hear that, especially, especially in regards to, like, you know, keep, keeping your creativity dormant. Like, if you get obsessed with, you know, having the next new this and new that and learning this new and learning that new plugin or this new process – you're slowing you're slowing your progress and so by going to the tools that you're you're kind of comfortable with hammer out those ideas and then kind of iterate them later on um that's a yeah that's a great that's a great process man for sure do you do you ever use any kind of like mobile um kind of like sketch kind of software um platforms kind of like iMachine or something like that do you ever use any like or, or fl studio mobile just kind of mess around and just Get something out? I do. Um, I haven't used the FL Studio Mobile a whole bunch, and that's only because I always forget to charge my Degum iPad. It's, it's, a, it's a curse that just, uh, I'll probably carry with me my whole life. But iMachine, I do use that religiously, just sketching out ideas. And I, I um, you know, the past probably six months, I've really gotten huge with, because uh, I went and purchased the Machine Studio. And so that, you know, that is where I sketch everything. So the bulk of work gets done over in FL, but I do start pretty much everything with the machine or with the machine mobile every single time. And to be able to sit there, you know, I, I'm out and about and inspiration strikes and to be able to, you know, drop some chords real fast on iMachine, be able to get back here and upload it into the machine studio. You cannot beat that workflow. Yeah, I like that. That is, that is literally... You know, yeah. I mean, you you can't you can't you can't plan when you're going to be creative, especially as a, no. as a as an artist or a producer, man. There's, there's no like, hey, uh, yeah, hold up, brain. Let me uh, wait about ten hours. Wait till I get home, and I'll. Nah, man. It's like it's you have to let it out now. <laughs> you have to let it oh, out yeah. now. Yeah, that's dope. You have to. And, yeah. And I'll, it's funny, you know, especially if you're out and about, and you know that inspiration strikes. It's like. Hey, I have to go. I got to get rolling. I got. I got to get back. <laughs> yeah, 
do you ever do you ever find like your friends and family like you, you might be at a restaurant you, you come up with an idea and you just kind of zone out on the phone and everyone looking oh there goes cam again making him beat oh <laughs> it, it's hilarious because I, I do i do that constantly and everyone knows what's happening and or or they'll call me and i'll be sitting there talking you know say, say to say to my mom on the phone and then the next thing you know i am just zoned out in old left field and uh <laughs> And they're like, okay, go get to the music. And it's yeah. hilarious because I'm trying to act like I'm paying attention and everybody else knows. So yeah. there's no hiding it. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, there was, a, there was a conversation that we had on the BeatStars uh, Facebook page the, um, the other day where one, our social media guy asked a question. Um, friends, or something, something in the a, in a sense of like, friends aren't real friends if they don't share your music. And... I kind, I kind of I, had, a, yeah. You saw that, and there was there was like a, there was like a flurry of like you know discussion and topics, and I actually commented commented on that. Um, do you see your family, you know, in friends? Like, do you have to? Do you feel like you're kind of bombarding them to to like? Did you ever make them feel guilty? you know, to share your music or, or to kind of support your music? Or is it something that you would rather have them naturally want to do organically to be a part of your career? No, I've always wanted it to be organic. Mm-hmm. And um, because cause to me, that, that means a whole lot more. Because otherwise you're coming off like a daggum Mary Kay makeup self. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I do. I, I've always wanted that to be an organic thing. And, you know... I've always just kind of let it happen, and because because to me that's that's when it's real. You, I don't want to force anything on anybody. Um, you know, I want them to be able to hear it and love it just as much as I do. Not because I told them to listen or told them to repost it. Right. And to you know when when the friends and family start sharing it and embracing it and loving it, and they're you know they start pushing you just as much as you're pushing yourself, just because they see your passion. And they, they hear the progress and see it, and they see your growth. Um, that's huge to me, especially not having to get behind it. Now, it is, as far as the friends go, it it, it does, you know, it, it's pissed me off in the past when, um, you know, you're, you're sitting here, you're working on something great, and, and then people don't, don't embrace it, you know, at, at all. Um, you know, th- th- that can get to you. It, it does eat at you sometimes, right. but... The, the organic love is definitely over overpowers that a hundred percent. Cool, cool. Well, for those of you that don't know who Cam Taylor is and haven't heard any of his music, let's get into one of his tracks. Um, I picked "Limitless" to to, yes, to to play today, man. I really that track gets me all pumped up and makes me want to go out there and just party, man. So uh, let's <laughs> let, let's get into "Limitless," and then when we get back, Cam's gonna kind of break down that track, what went into it, and um, we'll be right back.
All right, that was Limitless by Cam Taylor Productions. You can find Cam on BeatStars, beatstars.com slash Cam Taylor Productions. You can find him on his website, camtaylorproductions.com. That was Limitless, man. I mean, come on, like the energy on that one. Man. <laughs> what, what what were you doing in the studio making that one? Man, when, when, when I got that chord progression that hits the beginning right, mm-hmm. I was kind of jumping up and down out of my chair. I was like, <laughs> that is candy, candy. And um, I, the way that track just pieced together and the way it turned out, I mean, it, it, I, I shocked myself on it. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because that breakdown on that one aid, um, when you hear it transition mm-hmm. and it drops into that crazy dubstep yeah. type five, that was on accident. <laughs> um, and I've noticed a lot of the times with music, the accidents actually become some of the major magic mm. because I had copied and pasted and did something, I don't, still don't even know what I did, but it removed my chops and just put the chords in. And I had hit a mono, like a legato slide or something. And that thing just started rolling. I was like, oh, my Atlanta, what the heck did I just do? That is <laughs> sick. And, um, yeah, I, cool. I rolled with it. That's cool, man. Yeah, no, it's um, definitely a dope track. And, and yeah, yeah, those those imperfections sometimes give, the, give that track... Um, it's character. Give the track its character. Oh, it does. It mm-hmm. does. So, okay. And, so, we've uh, got, a, got a couple more uh, things I want to talk to you about, and then we'll wrap this up, man. I think we've we've covered a lot. Um, everyone's got, got to know you. But um, I wanted to ask you, man, since, you know, it's only been four months, you've, you've you know, really, really went all in, um, you know, decided to become an entrepreneur and, and sell your beats online. Not that you weren't already an entrepreneur, but you really started to take your business digitally. <laughs> How how yeah. has how has how has the BeatStars platform um, and technology helped you with your online business and kind of giving you the tools to to kind of you know take it to a whole new level online? Man, I, I it it's it's been amazing how effective the the instant store has been for me because be able to go in as well. And look at where am I getting the most traffic? What What is working? And to be able to see where that traffic's coming in from is a game changer. Because I know exactly what's working and what's not. Because I can see where each one of my stores is at. And so that in itself, be able to analyze that data is huge. And then to be able to do like the monetization for YouTube and all that, that that's off the chain. And um, being able to use y'all's platform to be able to instantly deliver the product to the customers has been so incredibly effective. And then be able to go back and communicate with those people afterwards. I mean, that is just huge. And the, in my opinion, cause I tried out other stores beforehand and beat stars is what I chose. I love the product. I love the look and I just liked how centralized everything was. And at my fingertips. That's cool, man. No, really, really, really happy to see all of your success and seeing you use kind of all the different products. You know, like taking taking advantage of everything that we're building. You know, with with the embeddable stores on your website and on your Facebook page and you know on social media. Um, it's really, it's really like you said, how it's an honor for you to 
to make beats for other people to rap on. It's 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 an honor for for us to develop these technologies for you guys to to make a living doing this and you know have full control of your careers um you know we thank you we, we wouldn't be beat stars without guys like you man so hats off to everything no, that you're doing man 100 percent. so that's really that's really it um you know do you have any kind of last last words that you want to um talk talk to the people about and uh just kind of leave them with man just is Everybody out there, just just create, create from the heart, and and you know just do do what you like. Don't don't worry about what you think other people are gonna feel. If, if you're vibing out to it and you think that it's flaming, I mean, end of the day, that really truly is what matters because it won't matter what anybody says about the tune. If if you're sitting there and and, and your heart's in what you just created, it doesn't matter what the hell anybody else says. It's the same thing as if you know. You, it, it, it's your girlfriend, you know. If, if you love her to death, and nothing else in the world matters, and, that, and that's that's how I am with the music, and that's that's how I hope all the other producers are as well. Cam, thank you for all the inspirational words, man. Guys, check us out, the Beat Stars Gurus podcast. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, and of course, we're we're on Beat Stars. So check us out, stay in touch, leave leave some comments um, where we post these, and um, yeah, we'll keep bringing you more. Check you out next week.